0: Welcome back everyone to the flow track podcast and happy Friday. I am Kevin Sully. He is Gordon Mack Got a whole bunch of races to preview Gordon. This is our last podcast before we hit the road too. We're going to be on location. No, that's not the right word. We're going to be not in Austin, Texas next week when we do the pod. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get out of this booth and, uh, head out to, to North Carolina. But how are you doing this Friday morning?
1: Oh, I am doing wonderful. I did absolutely no work yesterday. Unfortunately, I feel I bad for my employer because I was not a good employee. I was busy on the phone and on the computer, and I haven't gotten a lot of sleep because I probably listened to a year's worth of podcasts in 12 hours, but I'm i am uh, I'm ready to talk about track again. My brain was all in basketball mode. For those who don't know, I'm a big Philadelphia 76ers fans man and uh today is the start of a new a new era so I'm very happy that James Harden is now a Sixer but this is not a Sixers podcast this is a track podcast but I'm in a good Mm -hmm. mood I just want to say that out loud anyway
0: well I'm happy that you're happy uh speaking of basketball can you send your dunk video over to Colt so he has that queued up and ready for the end of the show I don't want to forget that because I know the listeners, they need a little treat on Friday and they want to see your first dunk attempt because it is your new year's resolution for 2022. And while you do that, I'll just mention that this podcast is brought to you by Hoka. Hoka has just introduced the most advanced spike shoe yet. You can see it in the shot. The CLO X spikes are powered by the propulsion of carbon. They got two versions here. The CLO MD the mid-distance runners out there and the CLO LD for long distance. You can go to Hoka.com today, Hoka Faster Forward. Again, the website is hoka.com. I have these orange ones in front of me, the LDs. You can see them right here. Got the Pbacks, got the carbon plate in there as well. Gordon, show off those MDs for us, please.
2: Boom, Look, check them out. Boom, boom, boom.
0: There it is. There it is. There it is. Once again, the website, Hoka.com. Check that out. Did you send the video over, Gordon?
1: I reluctantly did.
0: Okay, good. Hopefully, uh, we won't show it to
1: the end of the podcast, though. We won't show it to the end of the podcast. Yeah,
0: Colt, you're going to need to mute your mic when you play it for yourself because there might be some giggles on your end, but that's okay. Uh, All right. You're going to watch it with everybody else? Good. I sent. All right. I
1: said, so I sent three versions. We'll talk about it later in the pod. But yeah. Anyway.
0: yeah. 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 We we got we got too much to get to. To to we got to save that for the G block at the end or the H block. I don't even know what that would be. So I want to run through real quick the the meets. They're going to be live on Flow Track this weekend. Then we're going to talk about Justin Gatlin retiring. We're talking about Cooper Tier Cole Hawker going for the American record the mile. Coleman versus Bowling, the race that you didn't know was happening, but are very happy that it is. Uh we'll talk about all the other uh, meets as well. But we got BU Valentine, Don Kirby, we have the Continental Tour in Mets, and then we have the Iowa State Classic this weekend. That's a big lineup, Gordon.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really good, especially that BU Valentine. Um, on the distance side, we have, you know, from the mile to the 5K, we could see incredible performances on both the men's and women's side. Kirby is going to bring in some some quick sprints because for some reason people love running fast in Albuquerque and uh, mm-hmm. Iowa state is always a solid, solid meat. So actually mm-hmm. I do want to bring something up we, tra- Travis. We got, we, we, we angered the track and field community f- yesterday or two days ago. Are you aware of this? I'm not. There's, what like a, there's like an uprising on, in the track community because of a tweet that flow track did. So I'm going to show you the tweet. I'm going to show you the tweet, and Kevin, I want you to react to this tweet. What is wrong with this tweet? So put it up on the screen. Uh, Colt Benjamin Asamadi upsets a D1 field to run a new D2 national record,
2: 6:54, and it's the race. Do You see anything wrong with that? With that tweet, I'm asking you, Kevin. Is it
0: be- okay? Um- so let me look at this again. Benjamin Azamati upsets a D1 field to run a new D2. I mean, is it because it's not a D1 field since he was in it? It makes it a mixed D1, D2 field? Is it something as specific as that?
1: No, it's the word upset. Uh, people did not like uh, us using the word upset in, a, in, a okay. set, in the same sentence with Azamati because apparently, Azamati apparently, um, is the next coming of Usain Bolt and no one has ever. Challenge Azamati. He's the greatest runner that's ever, ever run. Yeah, he's only run nine 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 or nine, what is it? He run nine ninety-seven. Um, but uh yeah, apparently.
2: Well was he the favorite or not? Was he the favorite he's, or not?
1: Uh yeah, he probably was the favorite here because you know, he had like a low six six PB. But, you know, we use the word upset and everyone got upset. They got upset over the word upset, <laughs> and it was crazy. People right. think that we don't do our research. There's a lot of angry coaches out there. There's a lot of people who are, okay. I think were disrespecting the D2 world. I'm a D3 guy. Mm-hmm. I love the D2 world. I love the D1 world. I love all your <laughs> worlds. Uh, but, guys, it's just the word. It's just the word upset, all right? Upsets happen. You know what? Like, Justin Gatlin, who is probably going to go down as one of the greatest sprinters of all time, sometimes when he wins a race, it's an upset. You can be good and still be an upset. Like, just because... You're called an upset doesn't mean you're not fast. And, uh, yeah, the the track and field community wasn't
0: too happy. All right. Well, hold on. A couple things here. If he was the favorite, though, by definition, it can't be an upset. So if you're saying he was the favorite, then I think that they have a, a point. However, the word upset has taken on a really weird meaning that I didn't fully understand a couple years ago. I remember I forgot who it was. It was a distance runner. Who clearly wasn't favored, won a race, and then was upset by the word upset as if it meant disrespect. And I'm saying, no, no, no. It means your performance was more remarkable because you weren't expected to win and you outclassed all these other people who came in with better personal bests or better resumes than you. So I missed the memo when upset became a bad word. However, if he was the top seed, then he can't be considered the underdog, and can't be performing an upset. But, hey, now you know. Azamati, 654, will be the favorite in pretty much every race he runs in in, uh, in the rest of the season, I would guess.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: but, like, guys, it's just a word. It's just a tweet. It's not like uh,
0: I'm, I miss know, this controversy. Is... So I'm kind of glad. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I just found out about it now, and then now I can move on from it.
1: The coaches who got really on, upset try. about it, about the coaches who got upset about the word upset, um, they also, uh, no, first of all, there were some athletes in that race who didn't make the final that were, I think, have a faster seed time. I think one of the TCU athletes has run faster. I could be wrong though, or at least very equal. I mean, okay. azamati I mean, 654 is his new PB. So it's not like he was like a 648, a 650 type guy. But regardless, Asmati's good. He made the Olympics. Like no, no one is arguing with that. Let's go out to West but Texas wanna,
0: A&M. Let's let's yeah, go out to West I Texas wanna,
1: and rectify this. We need to go to West Texas A&M. I do want to say though, I, I'm appreciative of the coaches getting upset because this video now has thirty thousand views on Twitter. So if he didn't get upset, maybe it would only have a thousand views. So thank you for you know ten xing the view count by being upset over the word upset. I'm. The reality is, we're actually right. happy you're upset.
0: So that's all I got to say about that. I want everybody to get along. That's my position. All right. Justin Gatlin announced his retirement. Gordon, on his 40th birthday yesterday, released a video on Instagram with an extended statement. And whether you like Justin Gatlin, whether you didn't like Justin Gatlin, you can't deny he's an enormous figure in the sport. He spanned two generations. Is Gold medal in 2004 at the Olympics was pretty when most people outside of Jamaica had heard about Usain Bolt and then his career extended past Bolts. That's how long it lasted. I mean, you have a gold in 2004 and then you have a gold in 2017. It is pretty remarkable that amount of time between two gold medals. Obviously, he's getting remembered for the doping ban as well. And I remember when he came back, from that four-year ban in 2010, he's running in Estonia, running 10 twos, 10 threes. You're thinking, all right, he doesn't have it anymore. That was it. He's gonna do this for another season. And then that'll be the legacy of his career. But it only took another year. It only took till 2011, when he makes the world team in in Daegu and came back. And then I remember having a similar sentiment about him, Gordon, in 2015. Do you remember the 2015 season? He was on fire. He was—I'll use the word again—the favorite, actually. And I remember getting a lot of crap at the time for people it's like, "How can you pick against Bolt?" And I said, "Look at the 2015 season; everything was pointing towards Justin Gatlin winning, and he did not win. Bolt got him, and he got it him upset in the 200. Him.
2: He upset Bolt him. upset
0: <laughs> him, and and I and I thought it was a legitimate upset because if you actually watched that season and paid attention and didn't just base your entire opinion on what happened in 2013 and um, 2012 and 2011, 2009 and 2008, you would think, hey, Gatlin is the, is the favorite. And I thought that would be the end of it for Gatlin. And yet he comes back in 2017 and then finally does pull off the victory over Bolt. Then you go to 2019, gets a silver medal too, which was then 15 years after that 04 gold medal. So just around for a while, a huge figure in the sport, uh, eighth in the trials last year. Um, He never really was clear about what, because he would get asked about retirement all the time. And I guess it makes sense. He decided to hang it up, uh, announced that he was hanging it up on his 40th birthday.
2: Yeah. Again, incredible career,
1: but obviously controversial career because of the doping Mm -hmm. ban. Um, But... I do think he was well respected in the sport, like among the other athletes. You talk to a lot of like mm-hmm. the younger athletes, or they're not really younger anymore; they're in their prime. But they all kind of looked up yeah. to Justin. you know. I remember interviewing Trayvon Bromell as a freshman at Baylor, and he would like re- he looked up to what Gatlin had done for U.S. sprinting. You know, obviously Coleman mm-hmm. coming from the same uh, college, Tennessee, yep. as Gatlin. You could just tell that there was a high level of respect from this new generation of sprinters for what Gatlin did in the late 2000s or mid 2010s. So you may love him or hate him. He had an impact. He had incredible longevity for sprinting, which Mm -hmm. typically doesn't happen, right? You you don't really see 15 year span between two medals in a sprinting event. You may see that more in distance where Kipchoge can win a 1,500 and then go on and win a marathon, but not so much in the sprints. Uh, But yeah, he's going to go down as one of the greatest U.S. sprinters of all time. And uh, yeah, people will put an asterisk on it, but whatever. You know, Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, right? And people can pretend that Barry Bonds didn't hit 70 home runs in a season, but I saw it happen. I saw Justin Gatlin do what he did. I saw him... Win in 2017, I saw him have a great 2015 season, and obviously, whole longevity. Uh, so it's going to go down as he's always going to be remembered, and that's going to be his legacy.
0: You look at the comments on Instagram too. You talk about the people who came after him, even his contemporaries there, so are are heaping praise on him and thanking him for his career. Now, again, there's the other side to that, obviously, and you don't need to ask too many athletes um like there people people aren't shy about giving their opinion one way or the other on on Gatlin either pro or con i think uh, there was a sentiment out there that hey you know he sat out for 4 years did the time for his ban and then came back um i always thought it was interesting cuz there was a, the right not really a rivalry with bolt but a little bit of a back and forth there but then bolt like basically put his arm around gatlin after that last major championship and and said to them like to everybody like, "Hey, like I'm not criticizing this guy like he he won fair and square. Let's move on because remember there was that really tortured time in it was around fifteen and sixteen about how Usain Bolt needed to win to preserve the integrity of the sport, which was obviously a completely oversimplification of everything. <laughs> That uh was going on at the time, but there was a fair amount of people who who believed in that, and you know there was all that animus towards Gatlin. Remember the beer bottle that was thrown uh, at him during the Olympics? I mean, there was some, there was a lot of vitriol directed towards him. But I always thought it was interesting that Bolt could have basically said, "Yeah, this isn't fair. Every loss I have to this guy doesn't count." But he went the other direction. He didn't really lose him that many times either. <laughs> Um, but in that opportunity, he, he basically said, Hey, like, no, I I support Gatlin. He won this race. Let's move forward. And I I just thought that was, thought that was noteworthy. Also, one last thing, if 2020 doesn't get canceled, there's a good chance he gets another medal because he was coming off a silver. And then if, you know, Coleman is suspended like there's a good chance it's just it seems like between 19 and and 21 that's when father time really caught up to him and he couldn't get out of the uh couldn't get out of the trials but made that trials final which is no small feat you know at the age of 39 years old and 15 years after winning your for at that point I guess it would have been 17 years after winning your first your first global gold
1: yeah I think my the number one memory I'm gonna have of Gatlin like the, the lasting image I actually are going to have of him of his whole career, obviously a lot of people don't like him, and there's a, and clearly a lot of people do love him because again if you look at his Instagram, there are a lot of high level sprinting US stars who are all putting the goat emoji, calling him a legend, thanking him for everything. That that's not by accident. Yeah. But yeah, the one moment I'm going to remember most was in the moment of his like victory in 2017 he spent more time like giving respect to Usain bolt than he did like taking the the mantle himself like his mm-hmm. first reaction to beating usain bolt was like to bow, and bow he bowed him. at him yeah i remember yeah. that yeah yeah it's like yeah. can you imagine like um <laughs> what's like an example like Maybe uh, like LeBron James beating Kevin Durant in an NBA final or mm-hmm. Kevin Durant beating LeBron James in an NBA final. And Kevin Durant's yeah. first reaction is like much respect to LeBron James. He deserves yeah. all the respect. No, they wouldn't. They would, they would be very into their own accomplishment, rightfully so, because it's, it's competition. You're supposed to be happy when you win. But you could tell yeah. that it's always been on his mind. He understands where he stands in the sport. And I think that's yeah. something that uh, not a lot of people do, right? Not a lot of people are going to take a moment of <laughs> from photo, themselves for, well, Yeah, look at that, man. So yeah, that looks book. like Bolt is like knighting him. Like, I think if he had a sword in his hand, I remember. He
0: yeah, I remember there was a quote at some point during that time between you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, maybe up through 17. Where he said, Gatlin's like, I'll be Batman. Like, I'll be, you know, I'll be the the Dark Knight, whatever. But I think most people don't actually want to be that. I think most people want to be liked. And I think Gatlin wanted to be liked. And I don't think he was comfortable with being the villain. And that speaks to most people's innate human desire to be liked. We always zero in in sports on the people you know, whether it's football players or boxers or UFC people who play the heel, right? And they really, really get into that. But I think those people are rare, especially when you get outside of combat sports, where it's like you're seeing people every single week on the circuit, right? You're appearing before all these fans, like you want to be liked, you want to be appreciated. And I think that's what we saw more towards the end of his career. Now, did that mean that every pot like anytime anybody in the media was going to interact with him it was going to be like this positive interaction he's like i'm going to tell you about my whole history and and this is why i did wrong no there was definitely some prickly uh interactions but i think in general he wanted to be liked because i think most people wanted to be liked so i don't think he wanted to have any feud with usain bolt and that's why he did what he did there i think he understood how great bolt was and I think he had some self awareness too of that moment of man. I just I just beat the beloved character and people's feelings of of me are are mixed at best.
2: Anyway, yeah, crazy career. It's like a, it's a, crazy it's, career. It's a yeah, crazy career and memorable. And that's all
1: it's going to be. It's going to be memorable. That's yeah. at the end of the day. You can't erase the memories. So,
0: mm-hmm. hey, man, yeah.
1: You, you can if well, you, want, I think if you one, want to go if you want to go the next 50 years of your life angry that Justin Gatlin got to continue running after a 4 year ban uh have fun with that you know yeah. maybe just well, go outside man and and live a little
0: well my thing at the time when he came back and then it was like all right well he's allowed to come back they can't block him from meets and then that evolved into oh man he's getting good now though he's going to start making teams and then he's going to win medals and then hey he's a candidate for athlete of the year How long can you go pretending he doesn't exist? Because when you let him back in, if they're allowed to compete, you have to consider them for all the awards and all the trappings that come with being a professional track and field athlete. But obviously there was a lot of resistance to that. And there's a difference between saying, well, I'm not going to cheer for him, which is fine. If you're a fan, totally within your right, cheer for whoever you want. And, oh, he's not allowed to get this medal or he's not allowed to get these awards or hey you're 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 rewarding bad behavior i get people for having that sentiment but from a usatf perspective from a iaaf world athletics perspective it puts them in a tough spot because it's like hey this person is allowed to compete we can't just pretend that in lane three there's nobody there or that person who won that race isn't there so it put track in a very tricky position for many years because highest profile event high profile figure from one of the, you know, the biggest track country out there, just in terms of total participation and amount of medals. And then you have to do this delicate dance around it. I think Gatlin, the, the great what if here, would have been if when he came back in 2010, or at any point between this run, if he just said, hey, here's what happened. Here's what went wrong. yeah, you know, I apologize, blah, blah, blah. But he, you know, the story, he didn't really want to get into it. The story was, you know, the, the sabotage and all that other stuff. And I think for people, they had a hard time, you know, moving past it because they wanted the the full-throated apology. Now, some people still would have held out. Um, yeah. And then there was a lot of, and and on one side, what I take Gatlin's side clearly is, he was always referred to as just like two-time, he's a two-time drug cheat. But if you look at what his ban was for the first time, right, it was for a, me- a medication that was provi- provided um, in college right? Like that whole thing got like wrapped up and packaged into this big, large thing. The second one, yeah, obviously four-year ban, but just the, the repeated statements about two-time this and that, that, and then even with the good versus evil and him versus bolt, everything just got way blown out of proportion and way larger than life. And then you could see why someone would, you know, naturally dig in their heels, but I could also see why someone's like, Hey, I just don't want to I don't want to cheer for this person. There's plenty of other people to cheer for. I'm I'm not going to cheer for this person.
2: Yeah.
1: I wanted him to win in 2015 because I think, I think it's wrong for people to kind of use a person in this case, him as like their vehicle for virtue signaling. And I, I thought it was like, what are you doing with it? Like, you're not solving the problem. So, turning Justin Gatlin into the villain doesn't solve drug problem in our sport. It's not like, well, we can bully him out of the sport and therefore there'll never be drugs in our sport ever again. No, that's not how yeah. it works. I don't think people are going to be like, if they were mean to Justin Gatlin, I don't know if I'm going to ever do drugs. No, let's, do you think someone's thinking about well, that? The, no, they're not thinking about that at all. So it's, it was a well, way for you to feel thing. good about yourself by, by being like, I am better than Justin Gatlin
0: because I said he did bad like cool. Well, I looked at it from a different perspective. The, the perspective I looked at it from was it's a race. If Gatlin beats him, the sun will come up tomorrow. Track will exist. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to end the world. Like people thought track would come to an end in 2015 if Gatlin beat Bolt. And then ironically enough, two years later, it actually happens. And we're still here talking about track. Track did not end. Everybody was fine now you said hey the guy wanted to win didn't win or oh hey it sent a, a bad message but hey man over the last two decades three decades in track and field there's been a lot of bad news in track and field but it's not enough to completely derail the sport and you're right it's not just about one guy there's all sorts of other stuff going on I mean, you see it with the winter olympics even right now with with doping and and to boil it down just to this one person versus this one person and bolt is going to s- single-handedly save the sport by winning this race i just thought hey that's a little that's a little overwrought for me well, let's, move on. let's move on let's move on uh cole hawker cole hawker cooper tier going for the american record in the mile friday night they're calling their shot gordon i have the case for and the case against Hawker slash year getting the American record. And we're bunching them together. These two are linked forever in their career until they start doing something separate. It's just like Hawker tier, tier Hawker, all together. So they ran 350 last year, pretty much at the same time of year. And now they're one year better. Second point, if you look at their 3K tune-up that they did last year, 746. This year, 739 and they did it basically at the same time of the year so they're trending a little quicker so that's my reason reasoning for why they could break it why they could get LaGat's record also a third point they don't need to improve that much right they were 350 they need to run 349 it's not a huge jump up in performance however here's why i think they could run into some trouble how fast is that track we don't know We know that Fayetteville is very fast. Two, the pacing was ideal last year, and you can never take pacing for granted. And then finally, how mile-shape ready are they? And this pertains more to Cooper Tier than it does to Cole Hawker, because at this point last year when Cooper Tier ran the 350, he had several mile races under his belt. Hawker did not. But Tier was in a lot more races prior to that 350. Now you could say, "Hey, none of none of that matters because we just saw how fast they ran at Milrose; they're ahead of schedule, so it doesn't matter." That statistic supersedes the amount of races that they've run in. But Bernard the God's time, 349.89, he's going to be in the house. He said for this meet in Chicago, so he's going to get to see it. Uh, so I will ask you, Gordon. Does one of them break it? Do both of them break it? Or does Lagat's record stand?
2: Well, it's either gonna be both
1: or none. I think in a situation they both will break it or neither will break it. Cause they're gonna be in the same race pace. pace. They're gonna be executing the same race strategy, right? Cause they're just together. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with that. So it's either gonna be two or zero. So the question, will we have two new, a new top two? And I'm going to have to go with – I'm going with a no. And I'm going purely based mm-hmm. off of the unknown of the track. I think we kind of underestimate the how much yeah. a track helps, especially on indoor. A track helps for fast times. Um, we know yeah. that Fayetteville's good. Obviously, BU. Millrose is typically good. Um, I'm kind of worried about that. And so I'm going to go with – they don't get it. I think I think they're going to be close, but I think they just, you know, maybe they might run another 350, maybe a 351. But I do think if they want to, they do that, and then 2 weeks later, they go to BU and then they run like 348. Like I think this is going to be attempt 1 of 2. I think they get an
2: attempt 2. Just not an attempt 1. Interesting. All right. So I thought. Three, I'm going 350 in this race, and then they run 348 two
1: weeks
0: ago. Okay. Well, that would follow the pattern from Tier last year because he ran. I, he had a 355. I think he might have. And we had some DMRs as well, too. He had some. A good amount of races in. I thought for sure you were going to say yes. And then I was going to be the guy who said, hey, let's. Let's. Hold on now. Let's check out the track. Actually. Let's make sure. Hold on. Uh oh.
1: I might be changing my mind. So it turns out USA's is two weeks from now. So this is probably their only attempt. So I'm changing my mind that they're gonna get it. They're gonna get it.
2: They're gonna get it. Gonna get it. This is their only attempt. Three forty nine, eight. That's what they're gonna run. Changing yeah. my mind. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no.
0: Okay. Near miss for the reasons I outlined. And again, all it takes is a slight error in the, in the pacing for this thing to go haywire. Here's the other reason why they, you know, I, is it, is it an advantage or disadvantage to have the other person there? Do you think? Advantage. All right. Well, some people would say you get wrapped up in the race at a certain point, but these guys have run so much together. Maybe that's not the point.
1: I think it's advantage.
0: Travis just says that in a, <laughs> this is great. In an interview after Milrose Hawker said they hadn't done speed work yet. So still waiting on that. No one ever course. does speed work.
1: That's like the classic. Yeah. yeah we had to do speed work. No one, everyone keeps mm-hmm. on saying speed work hasn't happened yet. You don't do speed work until basically after your final
0: season's over. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, done Gatlin- speed work yet. So working on it. Gatlin hasn't done his speed work yet. He's still waiting well, he, do his speed work. Well, he's gonna retire. Now that he's retired, he can finally do speed work. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what he should exactly. have added at the end of the Instagram post. He should have said, with that being said, I am prepared to finally start doing some speed work. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, I'll go, I'll go over on the on the world or on the uh American record. Over three, three fifty. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Coleman v bowling. We're getting that this weekend too. I thought, "Hey, they're in the same meet, but are they going to be in the same event?" Yep. They are. Are they going to be in the same heat? Yep. They are. Heat 1 out in Clemson uh with makai Harris and javante Harding, two really good runners as well, too. What do you think about this, Gordon? Do you think who do you think is the favorite since we're talking favorites and upsets here? Who's the favorite?
2: The favorites bowling, it has to be because really? there's, there's no way Coleman is 200 meter indoor ready the way bowling is. I'll be surprised if Coleman wins, to be honest. It's just like pros and
1: indoor 200s just do not go well together. And I, I especially a pro who hasn't raced in a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. obviously Coleman has put together a fast 200. Indoor, but that was like half a decade ago. So, yeah, I think Bolin is more ready for an indoor 200 than Coleman is. So, I'll go with Bolin over, over Coleman.
0: Let's contrast the two 200s that have been run the last two weeks by pros who are 100 meter threats. Bromel doing it in the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix, where he's running against a field that we could say wasn't sharp, right? Like the stakes were lower for Bromel. Coleman is going into the Lions' Den here, I think, which is kind of funny when you think about it because he's going against collegians. But I'm sure if you look up Coleman's history, when Coleman was a collegian, he probably had some big wins over pros indoors in the 200 because that's who turns out these fast times. So I think Coleman will go. I think. Coleman feels confident because I don't, I just don't think when you're at that level, you sign up to get beat badly in races. So I think he's going to be ready. I'm going to take Coleman in this one.
2: All right. We'll find out.
0: Yeah. The start is going to be sensational for Coleman. Predicting that, just got to keep it, keep it going for 140 more meters. But I'll take Coleman. It'll be fun. That last, uh, that last stretch will be crazy. You writing that one down?
2: Yep. I'm writing it down. All right. What else we got here?
0: Other, other, uh, some, uh, we talked about, hold on fun real quick. Happened. I wanted to, what, what? yeah, I just want to pull the, the BU stuff. Uh, those are tonight. So we talked about that last pod. So if you're like, Hey, BU 5Ks, we did a full analysis of the men's and women's Five Ks at BU. Predicted the top uh, finishers, predict the finishing time. I said sub 14.50 for the women, which might be that might be conservative now, based on how people are talking about this this women's five and the men's five too. Uh, I think it's all systems go. To borrow your phrase, I don't think you go all the way up to BU just to go through the motions. I think people are going to take advantage of it, so we could see something really special on both the men's and women's uh, five thousand.
2: Yeah, and I also I feel stupid because
1: I thought Woody Kincaid had the 5K standard, but he doesn't. So I purposely I thought Kincaid goes. was going to be rabbiting. So my uh, my picks are probably going to be wrong, but it's okay. Because only Grant Fisher guess- and Paul Chalimo have the 5K standard for U.S. men.
0: Gotcha. All right, all right. Some other stories here. Uh, oh, we get get an excuse to talk about the NBA here, but there's a track angle. Uh, Gianmarco Tambiri, high jump Olympic champion, is entered into the NBA All-Star Game Celebrity Game. This is incredible. There's a video that he posted on Instagram. He looks like he's pretty good. Now, I don't know how it came about that he would be in this game. He's wearing a Rockets jersey at the end. The Rockets might actually sign him because they need help. The Rockets <laughs> might actually be watching this and thinking, hey, is there any availability? He is on a, is he on the Coach Dominique Wilkins or Coach Bill Walton team? He's on with Dominique Wilkins. Wilkins. Here's how I think, here's how I think this process went, Gordon. Whoever's in charge of selecting celebrities are sitting in a room, They're like, hey, let's get athletes from other sports. Someone's like, great idea. All right, let's run through them. They went through all the sports, like, all right, track. Like, how about Bolt? Like, no, he's retired. Are you sure? Yeah. They had to look it up. They found out Bolt was retired. Can't do him. All right. You know what? There's a lot of jumping in basketball. Who's like the best jump guy? They looked it up. Jump guy. Then, the best then jump they went. Guy. They found out there were multiple jump guys. Do we want long? Do we want triple? Do you want high? And they're like, well, let's do high jump. Basketball. Then they looked up. Well, who's the best guy? So they went to the Olympics last year. Then they got really confused because it was a tie. They talked about that in the room for a while and had to figure out, all right, do we do the Tambiri guy? Do we do the Barshim guy? Maybe they inquired on both, figured out who had the more affordable uh, rate. Maybe they liked Tambiri's half beard. Maybe they just saw Tambiri hit these jump shots that he's doing uh, on Instagram and they gave him a call. The one thing I'm worried about, Gordon, is track athletes in celebrity games and injuries, especially uh, Tambiri. Now Tambiri had a really gruesome injury a few years ago, but that was during the high jump competition. So I just want him to be careful, but he looks like he can shoot based on this video. And we know that he can jump. And I wanna see at least one ridiculous dunk from him.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised the the promo video that he put on his Instagram is of him shooting like a, a jump shot and not him dunking. I wanna see a high jumper dunk.
0: Right? Yeah. Don't you, that's, isn't that what you want to see? Also, his caption, one of his captions. Oh no, not his, not his caption. It was someone else's caption. Is Cleveland? This is for you, because <laughs> the All Star Games in Cleveland. <laughs> hey, does he have any idea where Cleveland is? Does he, do you think? He, do you think he thinks it's in LA in New York? He's like, oh, cool. Nah. on, Get a true? No. All right.
1: Not every non-American is like unaware of all of America. Like that's like a trope, of, like non Americans only know where New York City is. They never heard of like the middle of America. How many
0: cities can you name in Italy? Well,
1: here's the thing. I also if I could just also just type in the city. I'm sure you typed it in to Google and was like, okay, this is where it is in the I, country.
0: I know, but probably people assume though, hey, All Star Game, it's gonna be in one of like the five biggest cities in your country. That's true. I don't know if yeah, I don't true. know if they think, hey, this this thing rotates around. Not to say he won't enjoy Cleveland. Uh, I've flown into the Cleveland airport before, but I just...
1: I've been to Cleveland, man. Degrass.
0: You're going to channel your Joakim Noah here in a second. Degrass played in this. Bolt obviously played in this. But I think Tambiri, I just, I don't want to fall in love with one Instagram highlight here, but the release point is pretty good. The only thing that worries me is the Rockets jersey.
1: Yeah. Well, I like – it's Harden, it's number, so that's good now. Got the old school – it's kind of funny he's putting on, like, a James Harden 13 jersey with his name on it. Like, he hasn't been on the team for a while, and he's still, like, rocking it. He's like, nah, it's still it's – he's on team number two, but it's still relevant anyway.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Owen in the chat, Christian Coleman is also racing the 60 at the same meet in Clemson, and Marcel Jacobs is racing in Poland tonight too. Yeah, this weekend's going to be great. This weekend is great, all over the place. Um, I mean, are you more interested in Coleman's sixty or his two hundred?
1: Uh, the two hundred, because it's, it's going up against bowl. Uh, bowling. I mean, he's going to win the sixty easily. He might scratch one of them. I would guess, unless he does both. I'm sure he's looking at his training the session. 200. So, don't scratch might scratch the it too. I don't know. I don't know what he'll do. But he's the right. best sixty meter runner uh, in the country in the world. So I'm not really. Looking forward to him racing a bunch of college kids. But <laughs> two hundred, yeah. you might see something interesting. So
0: uh people are wondering where Terrence Laird is. I'm not sure. Uh Only Game says no one they forgot no one went after Gay like they did with Gatlin because of the contrition he showed. Well, that could be part of it. Also, Gatlin was better. You know, Gay wasn't didn't get back right into it after his ban and start like winning gold medals, too. Anyway, um, we'll move on. Other story here. Oh, Molly Seidel posted this on Instagram. If we throw that up there, uh, captions, when your Bumble match challenges you to a race, and it's a screenshot of a conversation on the dating app Bumble where the person asks, what do you do for work? She responds, I'm a pro marathon runner. The person responds, so you think you could beat me in a race? Winky face emoji. <laughs> then her response, I sure effing hope so.
1: I mean, I look at this. He was trying to flirt. He was trying to be like, I think he was trying to like compliment her. Like like be fun, like challenger. <laughs> Clearly, I think this guy knows he can't beat her in a race. I think she took it the wrong way. I don't think she recognized that that was a winky face, that he was making a joke. And she well, she's make,
0: like, well, she's making a joke too. She's make. I, I sure hope so. Like, that's but then joke. she's saying, <laughs>
1: "Unmatched, lose my number." She's upset with the joke. She didn't respond. After. Yeah, she didn't. Re- this
0: has got to be. I can't imagine how many times this question is proposed to professional athletes. Sprints, distance, it doesn't matter. It's got to get to be pretty annoying, like the first time. Cause like, uh, yeah, you think it's funny, but then I'm sure all the time, not just online, but I bet in real life too, this gets thrown around all the time. And Good I'm sure pro athletes- it's like- Sorry, continue. No, I was just saying pro athletes in any sport, it happens. But I think it probably happens more in running just cause fewer people uh, recognize them. And everybody is like, well, I can run. You can beat me. And then there are all, obviously also all these dudes who think that they could like run faster than the world record time than the women when they couldn't get even close. So I bet it gets really old really quickly.
2: That's true. But th- for this guy who was trying to
1: flirt with Molly, for him, it was the first time he had a conversation with a runner maybe. And so for him, it was like, a fun joke that he thought, you know, it's like, you know, when you go for a run and someone screams, run for us, run. you're like, I've heard yeah. that one before. But for that person, that? it was the first time they screamed it. I don't know. I think it would've been more funny. If yeah. Okay. But spot. then what
0: if that person then comes up to you and says, do you wanna go on a date with me? What would you say? That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also what I think would be funnier if he responded like, what's your mile time? Because that's what everyone gets asked. Whenever they say I run yeah. and then ask you yeah. what the mile yeah. time is. It's like, well, I'm not a miler. Stop asking him mile of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He responds back with like a pacing chart or whatever. Like, <laughs> all right. So that equates to what on the uh, war athletics conversion tables? Uh, I I like that, that. I sure effing hope so response. I think it's pretty funny because it's, it's almost it's like sort of self deprecating to her too of like, well, I I better be able to. I'm faster than ninety nine percent of the population. So this random person, assuming this person is random and wasn't like I don't know how much information you get on these things about who the person is beforehand, but uh assuming they didn't know much about running. Um I just think it's a it's like a corny line and it's it seems funny to like this person, but to the person I've sympathetic. So it, See
1: See, here's the thing. Nothing it's not good. It's not a good line. It's not but a good his line. Intention, his intention wasn't to be, to be repetitive. His intention wasn't to be mean. His intention wasn't be... His intention was to try to give her a smile. Now, clearly it didn't work,
2: but yeah, you can at least
1: recognize work. that he was trying to make her smile. He wasn't trying to annoy her. And so clearly he failed, but like, he, his intent <laughs> wasn't failure, you know? Yeah. It's like when someone tells a bad yeah. joke, they're not trying to yeah, offend you. They're joke. trying to make you laugh. So like, yeah, you can't like hold it. Like, how dare you offend me? He's like, well, the person was actually trying to entertain you. He was trying to entertain her. It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't but, work. You know, didn't
0: work. maybe on. he could
1: be like, oops. Uh, You know, like well, maybe not a rate. Yeah. I,
0: mean, I, I don't know, know what comes I next. I guess flirting on text
1: uh, messages with strangers is hard anyway.
0: So no matter what, it's, it's going to be a joke. Yeah. Well there is a point of just like hey and I get like he's trying to make a joke and she, she's making a joke here too but it's like hey this is your profession do you think I could be better at it than you like it comes across as like a little strange I think especially cuz it's a man yeah. man women men women dynamic here I think so Yeah
1: I think also you know there's something interesting about someone's profession being a sport right that yeah. you know yeah. Obviously, you want to say that like I'm a doctor, or you think I could do better heart surgery than you? No <laughs> yeah. one would say that because being a doctor. Do you think I could do a legal brief a better than you? Of, being a doctor is not part of regular society, you know? But sports are part of regular society. So when someone's full time job is something that everyone does as a hobby, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it feels just, like you can be part of their job.
0: I'm just saying this goes pretty much one way because I doubt if it was the other way around and they were messaging a guy and it's like, I'm a pro marathon runner. I don't think the woman would say, so do you think you beat me in a race? You know, I think that, so like they hear this all the time is what I'm guessing. Just, just as, just as you're saying the run for us run thing somehow has never died off in how old's that movie? Like 25 years ago. And like, it's still being yelled at people. I think that so you could beat me in a race. I bet, um, I bet every sport gets this tennis, basketball doesn't matter like once they find out what you do i bet people think that that's like a clever way to be like start a conversation but i'm assuming I also thinking annoying. about this
1: like he asked clearly he didn't know who molly was because he asked what she did for work Because and yeah. i mean he, did, he could have easily googled her name and clearly he would have seen like oh this is an olympian mm-hmm. but when he got the information i'm a pro marathon runner he could have do you think he was thinking about, oh, I should re- recognize I'm texting an Olympian, an Olympic medalist. Well,
0: okay, and that's the thing, too. There's a, a pro marathon. A lot of people can claim they're a pro marathon runner. She's a freaking bronze medalist from the Olympics. <laughs> like, she could. Oh, oh, it's only first name. Cole. The photo. Can, they, can, the audience, yeah. Cole, Cole, can the audience hear you?
1: Uh, they can now. It's only first name on okay. Bumble. So, potentially, he didn't know who she was at all. See, Just molly. there but any molly. you go.
0: Yeah, any molly. So he had no idea, I guess with the photo, but that's a lot of work. Like you don't assume, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't been on this app. It sounds like Colt has. Colt, do you assume you're corresponding with an Olympic athlete when you're on these apps?
1: <laughs> I have never corresponded with an Olympic okay. athlete on Bubble.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So yeah, you, person probably he's pro marathon runner. They have no concept of how fast that is. Um, but yeah, she could have been like, I'm the, I'm the front. <laughs> yeah, she could have totally done a power move here. And just yeah, instead she, of, so you, she, you could beat me in a race, she sends a picture back of like the, the Olympic podium. And it's like, is, are you one of these two people?
1: Also, I kind of respect that she called herself a pro marathon runner and not like I'm a Olympian runner or like I'm, a, I'm an Olympian yeah. type thing. Like she didn't take Maybe the, she didn't want to give
0: away too much info.
1: Yeah, she was like I uh, I pretend I just I'm just a regular runner who who's I'm just a professional runner. I don't I'm not mm-hmm. the what potentially going to become the greatest American of all time. We'll yeah. we'll say that for the yeah. third date. I'll let you know that. Yeah. You know, you know 6 years from now just, you're going to be on a lot of like if we are if this thing goes well, you're going to be in a lot yeah. of photos at race endings at the Boston and Chicago and all these marathons hugging me after yeah. I win. Like he was in for a world of like Fame if this thing went well, because she's gonna go send like like, a goat emoji, win a bunch of big races.
0: All right, last question for Cole. You don't have to answer this, Cole, if you don't want to, but like, have you ever found out that someone you're messaging with was famous in any field?
1: Ooh, uh, not really. I mean, like, public figures, I guess there's been like this person was on a radio show and like just
0: at that point, but no one like actually famous. Okay, did that change how you interacted with them? on the no
1: chat. i'm on a radio show kevin
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm saying like did you did you like look up information about that no, that's them, or did you that's find creepy unless unless they like you, link okay.
1: to social accounts like i think that's probably something you probably shouldn't do
0: but that's just do crazy. you find that most people downplay their occupation or do they when they're famous or do they talk it up
1: Oh, I won't say I've had a lot of famous encounters on uh, dating sites, but... Uh, when you were messaging
0: she... Scarlett Johansson, what <laughs> yeah. was, like, did she describe herself? She was she really chill it.
1: about it, actually. Yeah, she okay. didn't bring it up.
0: <laughs> she said, lose my number. Yeah. <laughs> Unmatched. <laughs> All right, what's left here, Gordon? Oh, the Lilac Grand Prix. We get to see Donovan Brazier race this weekend. Uh, this is Friday night as well. He's running 600 against Isaiah Harris. Yeah, Josh Kerr, and eight against Craig Engels, Drew Wendell. Women's 15, Jessica Hull, Danny Jones, quarter McGee. Uh, men's 15, Brandon Kidder, Luis Grijalva. And then Wynn, Yorks, and Charlie Hunter. There's also going to be a DMR record attempt going down here. Gordon from the Union Athletics Club women featuring Raven Rogers on the quarter, according to to John Galt, who talked to Pete Julian. So. That's at that new facility in Spokane where USA's will be held.
1: Yeah, should be exciting. Um, I don't know. Not much to add to the – we got a couple of races. I don't know. <laughs> I mean the race is happening today. By the time someone listens to this podcast later today, that race will already happen. So I don't have much to add to it.
0: Sorry. Top-level Top level, uh, mm-hmm. top, top level uh, analysis there, Gordon. I mean, Brazier, what do you – What do you think he could run in the six? Do you think he can match what he's done? I mean, he's got the record. Got the record.
1: I think the question I have for Brazier is like, what is his intention in this race? Is this like we saw him do like a jog of four hundred at Millrose? He didn't jog. Jog. But you know, it's not one forty-two eight hundred meter running Donovan Brazier. It's You know, he's running 47 seconds. So I don't know. I just don't know what the shape that Donovan's in. Like, I'm kind of just waiting for Donovan to get to this 2019 self. And I have a feeling that's not going to happen for like another four months. So like watching Donovan race, it's kind of like, all right, we're watching glorified training sessions in a way. Like we're seeing like the cake, get made in the oven and it's not there yet. We're waiting for, mm-hmm. you know, I would guess may for him to start being like, I'm back, you know, he, he's back now, he, but he's going to be back, back in like three months.
0: He's just always been so good indoors. Yeah. That's why I bring it up. So I don't want to say, Oh, this is just a, a one-off race. I mean, he's run one, one thirteen. Um, To set the world lead or world best world record world record we're calling it world record. Um, all right. But there's a I'm checking.
1: There's a prize purse right, and people are donating money to the prize purse. There are four athletes in this race. Mm -hmm. There's I would hope I don't know if it's true, but there's is there a chance that Mark Rizoric is a pacer? He probably isn't, but if he was a pacer,
0: yeah, everybody wins.
1: I I should enter this race. Try to Mm -hmm. knock out. Derek Holdsworth or something in the first fifty meters, mm-hmm. and then I can go home with two hundred seventy bucks, pay for my airfare, get Thoughts?
0: your flight paid for. It. You should, uh, yeah. Email Pete Julian. I don't have his info. Um, maybe send him a message on Instagram or something like that to, to ask if you can get in. Men's eight though, current current angles. Are you excited for that one?
1: I mean, it's an eight hundred. So I don't know what they're going to run. They're going to run like one forty eight. That's what's going to happen. I don't know. I've seen these races. Oh, I, I've seen, yeah, I think Rezorik is pacing because he's in that race as well. So, Rezorik, Well, so is Holdsworth.
0: Holdsworth's in both of them Holdsworth's
1: in race too. Oh, so they're trying to... He wants the money. He wants dip, the
0: cash. I love it. Double dip on the money.
1: Yeah, double dip hey. on the money. Yeah, it's just like you've seen these races happen. It's just like
2: you kind of, you got to understand like the motivation and when it comes to indoor track
1: 800s you rarely are seeing the motivation of, like, we're running 145 today, boys. Like, we just don't see that. I know, but we, we you've see, seen it running, from Brazier. We're going out in 53 seconds and then closing hard. That's what you see.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's check in on the chat. Let's see. Anybody got any questions, comments in the chat? Oh, someone said, Kevin is pretty empathetic and has some decently intelligent takes on this topic. I don't know what topic, but I agree with that person. Could have been – at. Could have been my uh, American record in the mile discussion. Could have been about Gatlin. Could have been about Tambury. Could have been about Seidel. We don't know. I guess I could look at the thread here. Um, While we wait, see if there's any other questions. Are there any other – I mean, there's just so much going on this weekend. So I don't know if there's anything we left out that you have circled that you're going to make a point to watch or check out.
1: Yeah, I mean, Husky Classic's going to have some good college distance races, right? Um Sprinters all over the place they're going to be in arkansas they 're going to be in clemson they're going to be a few at yeah. music City challenge in Nashville um, This is basically the time to shine if you're a college athlete. This is like your peaking, yeah. you know like' mm-hmm. two weeks later is conferences if you 're an s e c athlete you're going to run fast if you 're not an s e c athlete you're just going to go to run to win um and then we 're all- then we're all of a sudden in n c a territory so this is the last time to really yeah. put down a top a good top mark. Um, mm-hmm. If you're ranked 16th right now going into this weekend, you're not going to be ranked 16th uh, on Sunday because there's going to be yeah. like eight new people who enter the top 16 in basically
0: every event. The whole college game is going to change after this weekend, and I think in a uh, select amount of events, I think the pros are going to shuffle a bit. Now, it's not as if, oh, 60-meter hurdles. All of a sudden, Grant Holloway is not going to be ranked number one. No, that's... That's not true, but I think you're going to see some events where some people emerge and really establish themselves because you're getting to the end of it with the men too, or sorry, with the with the pros because you have the Birmingham Grand Prix coming back, Ven, then you have a week off, and then USAs, and then we're, we're on to worlds here. And I think we're at a similar point in the season for the pros. It's like if you have it, show it. If you don't, then I'll see you outdoors basically.
2: Oh, dunk video. Anything dunk else? video.
0: Let's do it. <sighs> dunk video. I almost forgot. God, Dang it.
1: Um I was hoping you would
0: forget. Alright. Yeah, let's check it out. Let's check it out. All right. have so we have seen the
1: video We have three separate clips. Um this is the first. Uh one. I guess sh- no, show the, the second <laughs> two clips first. Show the non dunk vin- the ones where I don't have a ball in my hand. Well, I haven't watched these we'll yet. I don't show- know which what. But. Show show one of the. You only need to show two. Show one of the last <laughs> two, and then show the dunk, the one with the ball. Show show one without a ball. Okay, here's the first one. This is without a go. ball. Narrate it, Gordon. <laughs> uh, you might need to zoom out so you can can people see the the rim. It
2: uh, on, it's let not me zoom out.
1: You guys zoom out so you can see the rim. One one sit, very one tall. One Full uh,
0: ten. It's feet. Very tall rim. Yeah. Okay, really
1: this true. again, for those who don't know, my goal is to dunk a basketball by the end of 2022. And this get is the starting there? point. All right. I got, rim. got rim, I hit rim, I rim. I hit rim with my fingertip. I hit rim with my fingertip can you with my hand. Cole, hit, can
0: you? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm almost there. Yeah. Can we do some stat analysis here to zoom in on his feet and see how? I got, got off the I got,
1: I need to get probably another eight. I need to add like eight inches to my vertical. I think <laughs> that's like also, a lot. I need to also work on my form. I wasn't good on like my bending my knees. Well, again, Hold this on, is here's, a, in January. here's another attempt I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do another. One. Oh, this is, this is without, this is without that. Oh. Okay. So, all right. This is stumble at the this. end
0: for me really puts it over the top.
1: <laughs> hey, you guys start somewhere, okay? And this is where yeah. I started in January. We're gonna look back on this moment and be like, "Remember that time you looked like a bum on the court?" Tanya, December 2022, there'll be a ball going in the hoop. That's the plan.
0: Do you? Okay. Was it? Did you get higher or lower than you thought?
1: It got lower. I mean, don't watch okay. the one with the ball. Show the one with the ball. The one with the okay. ball is pretty bad.
0: It's pretty okay. Bad. Well, this is tough because you just kind of throw, okay. <laughs> Oh no. No. For those of you hey. not watching, um, the one with the ball it wasn't wasn't close. Uh oh no. It, well, I mean I the ball hits the rim, I guess. Like it could you could yeah, have just whipped on the rim. Of course. It could have been worse. But yeah, you're basically you're basically at a point where you can graze the bottom of the rim. So you got a lot of work there it is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I
1: got, I got work to do. I got work to do. I, I'm not going to, I mean, if it was easy, if I could dunk in January, it's not a real goal. So, of course, it's going to be bad. I have a whole year to fix it. And I'm still, yeah. on, play, I'm still on plan. I haven't given up on a day. January went, it's good. I was four for four in the four weeks of January. I'm currently two for two in the two weeks of February. And yeah. In March, I start my jumping drills. So March, I start jumping. January was running. Yeah. February is starting to lift bike and run March. I'm going to start lifting, biking, running, and jumping, doing like plyometrics and stuff.
0: That'll be. March. This is why I wanted to show it. I wanted to put it out there. So that way people can join with you in the journey and you can feel motivated, (laughs) you know, people, people, we'll we'll relate to this. Uh, All in the game says, Gordon's taller than expected. Is he doing a lot of box jumps and planks? You just, yeah, you outlined your, your plan. This is what you and I were talking about the other day. When someone sets a New Year's resolution, usually they go all in and you hear about, this is my New Year's resolution. And then two, three weeks, it's going well. And then maybe month two, they hit a rough patch. And when you have a goal, when you have a resolution that's related to sports, usually the rough patch is injury because you went too hard. And then you talk to them later in March or April or something, and they've moved on to something else. I've never heard anybody in October say, man, I finally just threw in the towel on my New Year's resolution. But it's a long year. You got 12 months to get this done. But Usually people give up in the first two months, like you can change a lot in 12 months. We talked about it. You can go from not running at all to running a marathon, most people to running a marathon in six to eight months. Usually some of those training plans are are even shorter. Now, are they running sub three? Not usually. No, but they're completing a marathon. So I just think, yeah, take that slow approach. You want to get this done on December 31st. You're not trying to do it on October 1st. Colt is just showing this on loop now at this point. I think we have to report Um, Colt for abuse. Um, I'm looking to show
1: improvement by like, I think I'll show improvement by April. I think the April video, because I'm doing a video every month. So that was a January and Just don't get hurt. Yeah. I think by April video, you can be like, oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just don't get hurt. I think by by April,
1: I should be able to, I want to be able to at least grab the rim by April. Like actually be able to not just slap it, but like put my fingers around it and
0: grab it. That's going to be cool by April. You're, you're so early in this goal. So you got to have that long-term approach, which it sounds like you do. I mean, my goals want to read 30 books. I'm on track for that bench 200. Like I haven't, for reasons that are outside of my control, haven't had access to the big weights, but I've just been doing some stuff because I'm just trying to, same same approach, just keep it steady. Just don't go backwards. And then yeah. maybe I'm starting to make my move in March and April because I know it's a long time to go. Colt, do you have a New Year's resolution?
2: Uh,
0: I, no, I don't. No, no, none for Colt. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, you're, you're meet, meet,
1: meet, meet. His resolution is to meet an Olympian on Bumble. That's right. That's yeah, that's school.
0: School. He wants to meet an
1: Olympian on Bumble. All right.
0: All right. We'll leave. Like, we'll leave subscribe. It there. Okay. Uh, Anthony says, don't get hurt, Gordon. Don't get hurt. I need you here to poke fun at you. So there you go. I You're won't, providing won't a lot of entertainment hurt. to people. I'll make sure. And next week, we'll be in North Carolina where a lot of dunking goes down. So perhaps you'll get a little bit of motivation for that. Thanks yeah. to our sponsor, uh, Hoka. Hoka.com. Faster forward. Check out the CLO MD, and LD. We are going to be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the track and field, everyone. We'll see you then.